Hey everyone, Wildman here. Get ready to hear the third part of a three-part series with Dave and Lindsay Hall, hosts of On Rock Petrospective Podcast. Last week, we were amazed when Bob Hartman, founder of Petra, surprised all of us. In this episode, we hear more about Dave and Lindsay and their podcast, On Rock Petrospective. Let's get started. This is Bob Hartman from Petra. You're listening to Wild Man and Steve. You are about to listen to the intersection of faith, talk, and music. The Wild Man and Steve show starts right now. So here's again here's Bob Hartman he's still with us he's got a few more minutes with us what else would you like to ask him you guys are doing a podcast on his whole life career <laughs> so uh, what else would you like to ask him um, Steve hinted well touched on this uh, was there a particular song I- I'm just curious as to whether there's a particular like whether there's a-, a song or a whole album or a tour or a particular show just a time period that holds a a particularly special place for you uh bob um for whatever reason that that might have happened during that time a a season of of the band's ministry um that that you remember particularly fondly for any reason yes there certainly is uh and it was the uh beginning actually uh our first praise album and then we came out with beyond belief and during that period we were touring with a uh well-known speaker in uh the u.s josh mcdowell Mm. and uh we had a tremendous tour with josh mcdowell there were so many great things that happened i think one of the greatest things that happened during that tour was uh, we had a meeting every single day with every a lunch meeting with senior pastors. And this was the first time that we were able to speak to senior pastors. We had had many meetings with youth pastors all over the country, but to have senior pastors come there and hear Josh McDowell giving an apologetic for contemporary Christian music every single day uh, really changed people's minds. And we saw thousands of people come to know the Lord through that concert, those concerts. And uh, it's been a very special time for all of us in Petra to have been a part of that. I, 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 rem- I remember that tour. I remember, of course, we talked about the Beyond Belief tour. And I remember Josh McDowell traveling with you. Um, and if I remember right, uh, is that where Petra Praise came from? Was the, was the idea of um, the interest that churches had in Petra? Actually, no, that was it was before that tour. Uh, 
the Petra Praise album had just come out when we started the tour with Josh McDowell. Right. Okay. And then uh, when Beyond Belief came out, uh, that just uh, sent it through the roof, basically. But you're right. Uh, the way the uh, Praise album came about was of meeting with youth pastors and trying to find out what could we do to help them. And this was really a lot of uh, uh, Petra's, uh, our, our direction, how we determined a direction. You know, what what does the church need and what can we supply? And in this case, uh, we have youth, youth pastors telling us, I'm having a lot of trouble getting my kids to sing along with the song. So we took a bunch of uh, popular uh, church songs and tried to do them in a more contemporary way. Uh, and that uh, album, that was our first gold album. Mm. The uh, first praise album, that was our first gold album. So that tells you that there was something there. And, uh, you know, it's really great how that uh, transitioned right into the uh, tour with Josh McDowell. I just, um, yeah, we, I, we, we're about to, to um, our podcast, next podcast, we'll be looking at that album and, um, and what I've always loved, I, I love the, 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 what you were trying to do and, and like you said, uh, a style of music that appealed to, to younger people because that was exactly where I was at when it came out and it, it had a big impact on my life. Um, it, it's interesting to note, uh, we, we've, we've shared before um, about sort of the groundbreaking nature of, of, of your ministry and that Petra Praise album as part of the preparation I've been doing. I've been doing some research into sort of the, the praise and worship genre, which is sort of the predominant genre now of, of Christian music around the world. But, you know, Petra Praise was released in, in 1980, 1989, 1988 or 1989, and it was looking through other artists' uh, involvements. Um, I, I discovered that most of the other contemporary Christian artists like your Rebecca St. James, Newsboys, Michael W. Smith, they didn't start releasing their worship albums until 1997. Um, and Delirious, obviously, from the UK, their first um, sort of big breakthrough happened in 1995. So, you know, Bob, it was, you know, nearly 10 years, you know, eight, eight years prior to the rest of the Christian music scene going, we're going to go down that path as well. And you, you brought out that, that album that I think just 
laid laid the path and the groundwork for for what a lot of other artists saw as a way to reach the next generation with worship music and help lead them into the into the presence of God. And so you know, it's that's a real you know, thank you for for what you stepped out into there and and that that you know, I guess perhaps a risk at the time, but um, I never thought of it like that. Hmm. You should have seen. Uh the looks on the faces of the record company when we tried to explain what it was. They just didn't understand at all. All the way through the album, they were saying, now, now what is this again? You know, and uh, we, it was a, we actually added this on to our contract. We said, okay, yeah, we'll do all the regular albums and everything, but we want to do this project. You know, so we had a small budget and uh, we went in and the, the whole time they didn't understand what it was. Hmm. And to everyone's surprise, uh, it was a great success. We were, I, 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 no, you go, Lindsay. So I just was going to say we were touching there on on sort of the impact and the connection with other artists. Like this, you spoke before about breaking ground for artists that followed, and and obviously there's been a huge impact and legacy. Curious about your journey a little bit with contemporaries. One in particular, um, we started our podcast earlier this year, um, right around the time uh, we. We, we bid a fond farewell to um, to Carmen, who was an artist who, uh, another big part of, of, of my brother and I's uh, growing up. Um, I suppose I'm thinking specifically with, with him, you had a particular collaboration on a song called Our Turn Now, which featured on his Addicted to Jesus album. On that, was were you just kind of brought in to to play for a song that was fully formed, or was it a collaborative, creative effort in forming this piece? And what were other relationships like with with your contemporaries, your peers, sort of 
tracking that journey over the years? Yeah, I think uh, we had a relationship with Carmen. Uh, I had met him, actually a very good friend of mine, did sound or did lights, lighting for Carmen. So uh, Carmen invited me to come out on the road with him one time when we had some time off. I just, I got to know him. I got to understand where he was coming from and what he was trying to do. And uh, then a little later, he invited me to his house to come and, you know, just hang out. And uh, that was also uh, really special for me because uh, I basically just sat and listened to what he had to say. And he could talk for hours in spiritual ways. Uh, I mean, you know, not babbling, but he could, you know, under the, I think the influence of the Holy Spirit, just, uh, you know, God was using him. And uh, so we had a relationship. And I think when we did that song, there was some collaboration musically with it. Uh, Carmen knew what he wanted to say, of course, and it was part of uh, his uh, what he was doing. But I think he also wanted because Carmen's audience actually was more conservative, of course, than Petra's. Mm. In fact, mm. a lot of Carmen's audience would not have liked Petra or some of them probably would have thought, I'm not sure about this band, Petra. But for Carmen to... Uh, bring us in on a project like that was giving his endorsement to us. Mm. And I think for those people that are, were his fans, it was uh, a very important thing and a meaningful thing. So uh, that's uh, kind of how we, uh, we came together with Carmen and, uh, you know, he's uh, sorely missed. Then they remembered that God is their rock and the most high God their redeemer. Moving forward from there, did like, like I think Lindsay was sort of suggesting, um, other contemporaries. Did did you have a lot to do with with other artists or other other bands in terms of um, maybe not necessarily formal collaborations, you know, as in recording together, but but sort of interactions, supporting ministries, you know, uh, perhaps ideas or or you know, people were sending you out for for their, you know, what what was happening with their their journeys and their ministries? Uh, well, of course, we toured with other bands uh, all through uh, uh, our existence, and we got to know a lot of uh, other bands that way and got uh, to be real close with some of them. And, yeah, uh, I would say that was 
uh, you know, really meaningful for us. We've had a lot of people tell us, well, for instance, when the newsboys first came to America, they toured with Petra. So that was, uh, I think they would say, was a big part of their early success. You know, so we keep trying to get them to bring us on tour with them. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Something I've, I've been reflecting on as we're thinking ahead for our podcast is the fact that Jekyll and Hyde is, it's, it's almost the best of both worlds. We've got yourself and John with the vocals, but the, the information that I've read and the, and the information in the, in the album, sort of the album cover and all that indicates that Peter Furler was drumming for you and um, Newsboys bass player. It was almost like a collaboration. It's almost like a best of both worlds. Petra Newsboys brought together to, to put out Jekyll and Hyde. look at it that way um i think peter did a really great job with that uh, with that album um I, i'd like to ask you i guess at, at, at your your personal uh, i'll preface this question when you had the opportunity to tour australia in um in 2005 with the with the farewell tour we had um you you guys did a a signing um, after the concert um, up at up at Toowoomba in Queensland, and the Gospel Music Festival there, and I was I was there that that for that concert. I travelled uh, twelve hours just to be there, <laughs> and um, we had the opportunity to ask you. And I remember asking, I was just about to enter into a, a time of ministry. I just uh, about to start um, a journey as a youth pastor of a church. I remember asking you about what was sort of what you felt were the, the, the key elements for, for moving into ministry and maintaining ministry. And I remember very clearly you said um, making sure your walk with God is right, that daily time with God, and you, and you also highlighted to me the importance of, of family and, and, and making sure you're working it with your family. And I, I was wondering through your journey of, of ministry um, all these years touring and recording, how did you balance your time with your family? How did you, how did you balance that or, or what? I'm assuming when you were touring, you're probably away from your, from your wife. And I know you've got, I believe one son. I'm not sure if you, if there's more there, but I know you've got at least one son. How did you, how did you manage that time away from them and, and, and find that balance yourself? Yes. Well, when we uh, first started on the, uh, it was uh, Never Say Die. We, we actually had been dormant for a while, not really touring a lot with the Wash is Whiter Than album and all. 
so when we started on the on uh, Never Say Die, actually, I got married. Uh, we got married, and my wife actually came down, and I did my guitar parts for that album, and that was our honeymoon. And uh, she later then went, when we went on the road, she went with us. She ran the sound. She ran the lights. She sold the merchandise. She did all the accounting. And uh, so she was very, very much a part of the ministry all the way through to beat the system. And that was about all she could take uh, to beat the system. And uh, so she left the road and... uh, we uh, we went on, but uh, always tried uh, as family members, we would bring them out on the road whenever we could. And we would also make sure that we, t- we took time off. Uh, in other words, we might tour three weeks at the most and then come back for a week. And then, uh, you know, scheduled ourselves in that way. So where uh, we always had time with family. But I don't want to say it was super easy for families, but we had great wives uh, who understood that this was a calling, this was a ministry, and that they were a part of it by sacrificing us to go out on the road and be away from them the way we were. And uh, that was the only way it could have worked uh, for them to totally understand what it was about and what was happening when we would go out. Just jog my memory on something, and I want to be careful how I phrase this next question. It's certainly not one that's meant to touch on any nerves or cause offence. But you just referenced Beat the System, and the way that you said that, that was about all my wife could take. It seems interesting. Um, We did Beat the System, which incidentally is the most listened to episode of our podcast. Um, which surprised me a little bit, given what we've done so far. Um, Beat the System had a very, very different production sound to what had been before and then what would follow. And we certainly made the contrast that Captured in Time and Space is the live Beat the System, essentially the live Beat the System album, sort of the choices that were being made, like going with uh, electronic drum programming and, and, and a lot of synth sound um, to in, in arranging the songs was, was that an ex kind of an experimental idea at that time for that album? Were you, were you wrangling with this concept Um, just trying something new and seeing if how well it worked? Um, I really think that was uh, the producer, uh, Jonathan uh, David Brown, Mm. was uh, really wanting to go in that direction. And 
that the time, now you, I don't know you, you guys from Australia have ever heard of Fairlight. Anyway, the Fairlight was a very early uh, digital recording uh, system programming uh, MIDI. Uh, anyway, that's what uh, we used on that album. And so it was, uh, it was quite a uh, uh, different sound, as you said. At that time, there were a lot of uh, experimental electronic kinds of things uh, happening around. But, uh, uh, you know, I think that album, the strength of the songs on that album is uh, really, really uh, special. Mm. And uh, yes. hopefully the uh, production didn't get in the way of any of uh, uh, what the songs were trying to say. Yeah, we, we love that a lot of those songs had became strong staples a part of sort of the lasting legacy yeah just just following on from the beat the system question in the the listeners that we've had there you know there's been interaction on um on our facebook link and the community that's sort of people of listening to us and there's been a little debate that i i was wondering if you might be able to resolve for us it's been shared by people like jonathan david brown in, in an interview that i've read of his and we know it's it's sort of generally accepted that uh, during the recording of Beat the System, guys like Louis were were sort of sidelined for the use of of, of programming and, and 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 stuff like that. There's been suggestions that that happened in other albums. I'm just wondering if you can clarify whether or not Louis and any other band members, whether there were other times where perhaps computer technology and programming was used rather than a, a live musician. Uh, yes. We did some programming on uh, on uh, Beyond Belief, and uh, the Praise album was uh, done with a drum machine. Not exclusively, but a lot of it was drum machine. So the answer to that question is yes. We used that at different times during Petra's uh, existence, and for whatever you know reasons at the time, uh, and you know, hopefully. Uh, People still enjoyed them. Yeah, I absolutely did. Just, uh, I just, I just found it interesting to to know that because I know that's been a debate amongst a lot of a lot of fans is trying to get an understanding of of, of what happened there. So, and what was you know, sort of used in in that time. I, I want to ask, um, as as a, as a as a fan from Australia, as as a person who has had the opportunity to see you several times when you've toured Australia. Um, 
favorite from your perspective, favorite uh, favorite touring, like favorite places that you got to to tour, uh, 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 experiences with your touring. What were some of the your favorite uh, places to go when you were touring with the band? Well, I, I'd say one of the most surprising places we ever went was India. Uh, we played in the northern part of India, uh, up on a kind of a mountain uh, and the equipment had to be uh, trucked up a uh, dirt road um, and we played in some type of uh, stock soccer stadium and uh, to my amazement people knew our songs people were singing along in India and this is like this just doesn't happen. I mean, this is just miraculous mm. that people would know our songs in India. And uh, that just blew my mind. I think that that is a special uh, memory for me uh, to understand that I don't even have a clue about what God has done through the music. And uh, he would continually surprise me in ways like that. Um, in other places around the world as well. So, uh, yes, that's uh, very special. Wow. Well, Bob, we, uh, we're going to let you go here in a few minutes, and I just want to thank you for your time. Uh, mm. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to just throw a question in there uh, before we go, and maybe it will be the last one. Hopefully, we'll see. Um, but <laughs> the, uh, I remember at all the times that I saw Petra, it was uh, about 16 times, and it was in between the Back to the Street tour all the way through, I think, Wake Up Call was the, the last one I was able to attend. Um, every single time I saw Petra, you gave an invitation. You would give an invitation for people to accept Christ at the end. Um, and I think there was only one time where you didn't give the invitation, but John did one time in, in a time that I saw it. And every time, every concert I attended, there was always a large group that would come forward to accept Christ. And then the exciting part was that, you know, that was after the encore and all that. And then we'd have a final song. Usually it was, it is finished. You would play at the very end. That was always the classic ending. question is with COVID and everything that's going on in our world right now and all the fear, um, 
I'm also hearing a lot of talk against invitations. And there's people that, there's pastors, there's other people, theologians, that are looking back on the 80s and 90s, the time when Billy Graham would do a lot of invitations and Petra, bands would do invitations. And and they're, they're kind of talking against it at this point. What is your response to something like that when you hear about that? Uh, I haven't heard anything about that. Um, good, good. I, I, yeah, I don't know what their what their thinking is, um, but uh, I do know this though, and this is something that Petra had to learn: is that God reaches people in different ways in different times, and the same methodology that worked twenty five years ago would not necessarily work today, you know? So we have to look at ways of being effective with whatever culture that we're trying to reach. And uh, so I think that's very important for churches. I think it's very important for bands, for any kind of ministry that wants to do something for God. And, you know, possibly there's uh, uh, a case to be made that, giving an invitation in certain situations. Like, let me uh, uh, just let you know, there were times when we would play at some place like Six Flags where we wouldn't give an invitation at Six Flags. The logistics were not uh, there, you know, to be able to have counseling and and do all of that. And uh, so we would... uh, we would skip the uh, invitation at, at certain things like that, but we would try to make a, a very positive uh, gospel message come out, even though we didn't give an invitation. And also, you know, realizing that it's God who who does the conviction uh, in people's hearts. It's not the words that we say. It's not uh, our formula you know, for how we give an invitation, but it's the Holy Spirit that's working in people's lives. And that's what really uh, has a breakthrough time. And, you know, some of the most spiritual concerts might not have had a traditional invitation as such, uh, but God's Holy Spirit did a lot of great things in people's lives. So we have to not try to limit God and uh, not try to put God into a box and say, this is the only way God works. I think that's the mistake the church made for many, many, many years and caused the church not to be able to uh, accept new ways of ministry like interpret Christian music, uh, among other things, uh, because they were too set in their ways of this is the way it's done. This is what God blesses and we're not going to change anything and all the time god is trying to you know show us better and new ways of uh making an impact so that's just my little two cents there about that well that's a that's a lot of wisdom there that you just gave us in just a couple minutes and power Mm -hmm powerful wisdom so can you tell us before you go what is on the docket for petra um are you guys doing the uh um uh, the petra in petra concert um the uh 
the uh, a cruise that was was scheduled, but then had to be rescheduled because of COVID. And all uh, it's of- been re rescheduled now. <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, next summer is what we're looking at. But you know, to tell you the truth, I don't know uh, what'll happen. Of course, this COVID thing has just uh, interrupted so many things. Uh, we were actually supposed to play in October in Germany, and that got canceled because of COVID. So uh, who knows if we'll ever play again, you know. But uh, You're always welcome down here in Australia, Bob. Always <laughs> welcome to come down to Australia. All right, yeah. Well, I hear, uh, I hear you're pretty locked up tight down there. <laughs> At the moment, yeah, it's been a bit, bit, bit rough. My family have been locked up for nearly ten weeks now, so it's been yeah. a pretty rough time. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what a better time to to throw on a Petra album or have Petra come in and give you a private concert in your living room? How would that? Yeah, be? there that's, you go. That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, hey, on behalf of all of us on this call to, tonight, Bob, I, we said it at the beginning. We will say it again. Um, thank you so much. Because on this call, you have four people that have been impacted by your ministry in an incredible way. And we represent so many others that have been touched by your life. And I have said this before, that when I was going through high school, when I was living in, through high school, I, I, I got saved. And it Petra was the, the big, strong discipleship, <laughs> discipler of me. It got me through the high school years, um, the times where, you know, no, no, none of my friends in high school were Christian and, and they would make fun of Christianity. It was the Petra concerts that got me through. So I just wanted to, to say thank you. And I'll open it up for anybody else on the call who would like to express their thanks before we go. I, I, I want to say, I want to reiterate what, what um, Wild Man just said. It, a very similar journey for me. I, I at least had the opportunity of growing up in a Christian family and that I had that support family and church wise. But at the same time, as a, as a young person growing up in, in, surrounded by non-Christians, your music, uh, again, really uh, did a lot of solidifying of, of my understanding of, of of God and, and, and his heart for me. And I really thank you as well um, for, for what you've done and, and the music that you've, the ministry that you have, um, that you have put out there. And, and before I give Lindsay his opportunity to say thanks, I would just like to one last tiny quick question. And that is, I'm going to throw it out there. Would, would at any time, would you be willing or open to, to joining us on our podcast, Bob, to, to share a little bit of, uh, of the journey of, of Petra with the people who've been listening to us? Would we be able to consider that at some time in the future? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, you, they'll know how to get a hold of me and uh, see if we can arrange something. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. And oh, that would be so awesome. Anyway, now I've done that, Lindsay, your turn. <laughs> Well, I mean, thanks again. Nothing hugely new to add, um, except you know, I have a I have a good friend who shares very much my journey. Uh, we were socially awkward uh, kids growing up, um, and we both went through periods of of where we felt isolated, even though we were, were churchgoers. Um, but we dealt a lot with loneliness. One of uh, the biggest things that helped us survive and made us feel connected to a family and a greater body was listening to the music of 
of Petra. Um, you helped kept us connected to the body of Christ in, in, in a fragile season. So thank you from some of the socially awkward ones out there. Thank you. Yeah, That's I'm amazing. Sure my, yeah, and I'm sure my story is, is, is similar to, to so many in terms of sharing Petra's music. Um, my wife and I, we got one of our nephews several years ago. Uh, this would have been, though, in the 2000s. And he was just starting to come into music and started to enjoy things. And we were really trying to find ways to reach him uh, for Christ. And so for his birthday, I got him a couple of, of albums. And I got him Jekyll and Hyde. And I got him an album by another, I won't name the band, but another uh, Christian hard rock metal band. And uh, after a couple of days, I, I checked back in with him and the other album really didn't have much. It was OK, uh, but he really dug the Jekyll and Hyde. So, uh, again, I think how many times over the years, I'm sure, has that story been replayed where somebody who's enjoyed Petra has then used Petra music to go out and try to reach somebody else. So, again, thank you so much for providing that tool uh, for the rest of us as we try to, to evangelize. your time tonight bob and uh and hopefully we will see something from you soon um and we'll we'll be able to see you back on stage again because you got guys on this call that you know what when you when you did farewell in 2004 i believe it was 2004 um we weren't we didn't kind of go along with that farewell idea we wanted you guys to keep going so so we have followed you ever since then all through the other versions of petra as well two guys from uh, petra um and classic petra and every now and then we'll have farewell petra come out and do another concert here and there and and as much as you can do that we will support it i just want to let you know that thank you appreciate it guys all right we will talk to you later sir thank you
Okay, so guys, all right. Points to you for being the sneakiest. And and um, Thank how you. long were you? How long were you sitting on that? That's 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 amazing. Wild man set that up, and mm. I, as we got on tonight before we started the show, uh, I was saying to him, I was so excited because I knew what was about to happen. So, yeah. you know, and, and one of the things we say on this show, fans uh, have heard us maybe say this, we're all about connecting fans with artists, artists with fans mm. and everybody with Jesus. And, and I really think that happened in this particular episode. So yeah. a very special well, episode, thank- I think for everybody. <laughs> thank you guys. Nice. That was so amazing. Yeah. Oh, sure. So it took, me, it took me a couple of minutes to get my mouth off the ground and, yeah. and get my tongue working again, but um, that was a, that was a, a a true blessing. Thank you, guys. Oh, sure. Well, you know, we uh, need to take a few minutes here to talk to you about the podcast, and just so our listeners know. So, where where do they where can they go to find it? Where's the best place to find the Petrospective podcast? You can you can find us on on pretty well all podcast outlets um spotify uh anywhere you, you listen to podcasts um we we have a facebook um page uh on rock a petrospective is our facebook page but we also post links regularly in uh the petra band facebook page as a world of petra fans um well petra fans uh facebook page and also petra zone petra forum mm-hmm. um like we post links um, on all those on all those uh, locations to each episode. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play are the three big platforms. Anchor for anyone who might be floating on them, they're they're our support platform, and you know I appreciate them making it really easy to to get out, to get out into the world. Um, but Facebook is where you want to link in to us. Find our Facebook page on Rock a Petrospective. Every link gets posted up there. Every episode, we renew our we renew our um, our, our links. Um, you know that's where most of our our interactions with with listeners happens. Um, you know you're allowed to disagree with us. You know we 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 continually say this. We're we're fans. We're not experts. Um, we are offering opinions, not uh, objective truths necessarily. Mm. Um, and uh, but you know respectfully. We can think different things, and uh, and and I'd say to the credit for any listeners who who might be listening in right now, um, disagreements have always been handled very respectfully and um, and very openly, and you know we appreciate that. It's a rare example of online interaction being civil, so thank you. So so you um, you mentioned on your podcast also about. Uh, interactions that you've had on Facebook from some of your listeners. Um, uh, can you talk just a little bit about um, what has been uh, the most unique or the most surprising part of those who have showed interest in what you're doing? Well, that's, that's a Dave question, that one. Um, I, the most unique, uh, the most uh, surprising was when I uh, received a personal message from John Slick, uh, the the keyboard player from uh, Never Say Die, More Power to Not of This World, and we we um, he answered a bunch of questions, a lot of which uh, we were able to utilise the information in our 
in our shows. Um, he reached out to me just after the Not of This World um, podcast had been um, released and it blew me away. I, I got it. I, I remember messaging Lindsay. Like I grabbed my phone. I messaged Lindsay. You'll never guess who's just reached out to me. And we had actually, a couple of months ago, we had set up an, an interview with John for our podcast. Unfortunately, at, at the very last minute, John had to John had to cancel and and wasn't able to 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 join us, which would have been a, a, a it was just as we'd finished recording, we finished not of this world, so we were going to use the the John Slick as sort of a, a, a retrospective look at those three albums. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to reschedule it today. Maybe it'll happen down the track. I don't know, but that that was certainly the most surprising one. I remember I messaged Lindsay. I said. Can't believe it. I'm talking to a member of Petra. <laughs> of course, that was all via email. Today kind of, today of sort upends, of, yeah. <laughs> took it to so, a whole other level. <laughs> um, you know, you, you guys reaching out was, was, was a real thrill. Um, you know, I, I, I was faintly aware of it. When I first started looking into this, you know, you do, you do the diligent thing. You do some market research. Um, partially I was like, well, is there another Petra podcast? Because if there is, I don't want to compete. And there wasn't, which is why I thought we could do it. There's no one just doing Petra, but I did see plenty of guys doing, um, Christian music, but you guys were certainly up at the high end of a real solid, long lasting, Mm. um, podcast. So it, it was a joy to get that interaction. Dave recently, um, was, was chatting or, or, or had a message sent out from, um, I, I'm not sure of his name, but he, he I don't know did his interviews name, with the last the year. The guy who did the Beyond Belief 20th anniversary interview oh, yeah. with um, with the whole band, he's reached out to us as well. Um, okay. And uh, we're negotiating with him to possibly uh, join us in the when we reach Beyond Belief. And, and wow. I think Beyond Belief is potentially going to be uh, a two or even maybe three-part podcast because of the amount of the amount i think that we'll, we'll get covered when we when we reach yeah. that album there's i think there's a lot of a lot to, to be covered so um yeah. yeah we've been reached out to by a few by a few people and i think that's been for us that's been the most humbling thing because i remember when Lindsay and i started Lindsay shared at the beginning about talking on christmas day um and my background i mean as i've shared i've I've been a youth pastor for years. I'm not. I'm not involved in that anymore. I'm still involved in, in church life and, and and stuff like that and ministering in churches. Uh, but I work a another job now, and um, I've I've been involved with um, some other podcasts of nothing to do with music. And when Lindsay raised the idea of the podcast, we were like, oh, I was like. Honest that they got they got me going. Like I'd love to do that. I think that'd be great. And, and you shared that as the day went on, I really started. We could do this and we could do that. And then then I reached out to him and go, "Are we going to do it?" But we both. I remember we both started it. We we really sat there and went, "Is anyone going to listen to this?" We we don't know. Um, in the end, we're really doing it because we love the ministry of the band. We love their albums. We love their songs, and it was an opportunity for us to just talk about it. If in the end that's all it ever was, um, that'd be good enough for us. But uh, we've been very humbled and blessed that um, people have been listening and the listening ship seems to be growing um, quite quickly at the moment. There's been a lot of recent interactions with our, with our, with our posts and with our Facebook page in the last couple of uh, last few weeks that it's just sort of been an exponential 
um, increase yeah. of, of viewership, but to, to have people like yourselves and other people who, who are involved in, in other podcasts and media ventures say we've been listening as well and, and we enjoy it and would you like to come and, and, and do this with us? That's, that's been a real, uh, a real honour, a real humble element because, yeah, like Lindsay said, we're, we're two fans. We love the band. We love the ministry. We love talking about it. And we do it whether anyone else was listening or not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Steve, Steve and I have actually used the, uh, uh, the saying, and in transparency and being honest, that um, hmm. we use this podcast to talk to artists that we've dreamed to talk to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We just yeah. find the podcast idea. But he would also agree with me as well that, um, well, we've learned, and we're not experts at all, but we've been doing this for some time now. Um, it really does come down because I, I check the statistics all the time, how many people are listening and, and who, who's, who's the, the most downloads and all that. But it really, I'm just, I, we started to realize it's, it's, it's more quality listenership than it is quantity. Mm-hmm. That's what we've really started to, to begin to understand. Uh, when, when, you're do, when you do something like this, it is such a narrow niche as what uh, others have told me um, that you're, you're going to have so many people, but within that group of people are going to be your quality followers and supporters. You know, the thing I think we've said, and, and I would say it's clearly true with, with you guys, you know, if God is in it, he's going to do what he wants with it. And, yeah. and this is something, if he wants to use your podcast, our podcast, something else to connect people with, the message that he wants to share with the world. That's what he's going to do with it. And, and that's our whole thing all along has been, again, as, as, as wild man said, we're not experts. And I would throw it out there to, if anybody's, you know, still listening to this episode, it is such a rich episode <laughs> and, and, and so much in this. If you're still listening, hanging in there um, and, and you feel that God might be calling you to do something, just do it, mm-hmm. right? Just yeah. do it. Don't yeah. do, do a little of your market research, do that exactly. Uh, you know what uh, what Lindsay was saying there, but then do it. Just jump in there and do it. And mm-hmm. and you know if it, it's something that God wants to use, He's going to use it. He's going to take care of that uh, for yeah. you. And, and again, if there's only one person that you connect with, and that one person gets connected either with Jesus for the first time or in a deeper way with Him, yeah, that was worth it. Mm-hmm. So, that, exactly. Yeah. And as I was sharing, like my my friend. You know, sort of who, who we, we share some similarities and it's, it's some similar affection and, and for, for Petra's music. But, you know, we were talking the other night and, and he hasn't listened to, to the band for years, you know, um, not intentionally, just didn't think to. But, you know, as a friend, he wanted to support me. Um, but through listening to the podcast, it's reignited his love for the band. But now he's engaging with the message in a deeper way and he's realising things that he hadn't before. He's being challenged mm. on matters of, of doctrine and attitude mm. in his life. And I'm like, look, mate, that's such a thrill to hear that because I am too. As I'm going over this, I've been so struck at listening through and having a real, mm. real considered listen to Petra's music. I'm like, gosh, these guys are guys are onto something here. Like they always were. And um, everyone who has ever contributed, you know, like Bob carried so much of the the lion's share of the writing, but a lot of other guys over the years uh, contributed as well. And everyone's contributions are fueled by the Holy Spirit. Um, Mm. They're consistent with scripture. 
and they 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 fulfill one of the you know one of the the three things that that Petra did great, which was either they're they're in, encouraging the weary Christian, they're challenging the deficient Christian, um, or they're calling uh, the 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 new believers. Yes. Um, and I mean that any of us, any of us would love to be able to leave a legacy like that behind. So yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's the key. Um, it's it's what uh, I mean, we all we do these things. We listen to music. Music has a powerful connection to your spirit and your soul. It, it, it allows a message to enter into a life so much easier. But we listen. Those of us, and I'm, I'm assuming the listeners to, to your podcast, to your, to your series, and 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 those listening today, um, we listen to to Christian music, no matter the style of music, we listen to it because it connects us to the Father, and I I really encourage people to 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 take the opportunity to really listen, really listen to the words of the messages being put out there because. It's not just Petra. Most most people in the Christian music scene, I believe, would have that same heart. We we want to we want to minister to people's lives. We want we want people to hear it. One of the great opportunities we've had in sharing the journey is we've been able to share how particular songs have ministered to our life, how words, or whether it be in the past or even in the present. Um, I recently I recently shared on on one episode talking about how I've really felt a drawback to God. There's been some some of the songs we've been listening to have really been calling me back into God. We, when we did the This Means War, we spoke about don't let your heart be hard and that soft heart, that 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 come back to God. And and that's something that God's been really, as I've been listening into these, there's been a real connection I've been feeling with God. And mm-hmm. one of the things I've been doing is using the, the albums that in the preparation that we're having for, for an and a podcast, we, we, we obviously listen to each album several times, but one of the things I've been doing is my daily quiet time. I've been taking the time to to delve into the scripture that underlies the songs of, of Petra. And, you know, the great thing about Petra is almost every album, the, the Bible passages that Bob or whoever has drawn from to create the the, the song is normally right under the title. You know, there it is. And and if not, you can normally do a bit of quick finding, you know, with your, you know, use an online Bible, you can find whatever. And so um, I've been using that as almost a daily quiet time is just one song really delving into the word and letting the word of it speak to me. And it's just opened up so much more of the message of the songs because I'm then getting into the scriptural context around a particular verse and that's that's been a a, a real blessing and a, and a real uh impact in my my journey in the last um couple of months and i guess i'd encourage anyone who loves their christian music it, it to to consider doing something like that if you're if you're finding a quiet time difficult if you find it hard to read the word if you find it where do i start or what do i do grab your favorite christian artist grab petra grab whoever and Listen to a song and then delve into the scripture behind the song, and it'll be—I think—you'll be amazed at what God can start doing in your life. Yeah, sure. 
Absolutely. So one final question for you guys before we go tonight. Um, this has been great. I want to thank you guys for, for, com for coming on. Um, when you get to the end of Petra's the whole all their albums, okay, their whole career, what's next? <laughs> uh, we, we've had, we had that conversation. We've, in, we've, in, I mean, you've got Petra's discography. Yeah. You've got... Um, You've then got, as we've already uh, already mentioned, you've got two guys from Petra, Classic Petra. You know, those are things that will be part of this journey. Um, but we've already talked about, you know, some of the side projects. Guys like John Schlitt's first two albums, there's yeah. a lot of co-collaboration with, with members of Petra and the live tour of, of um, Unfit for Swine became, that basically became the new Petra band members when when bob stopped touring so yeah. i'm very keen to maybe explore some of the the individual um individual uh albums of of guys like john slid and, and probably greg x vols um yeah. we might have a look at some of their individual stuff and i know my my son is is has been saying to me he goes my i've got a a nearly 15 year old son who's really in the last 12 months starting to get into christian music himself and Finding his journey, I'm still working on the Petra side of it with him. Um, he did listen to Beyond Belief recently and really loves it. But when he said, Dad, you do these Petra podcasts, I said, yeah, he goes, Dad, when you've done that, you should do Newsboys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so great. So so yeah. what, I, what I'm hearing, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here that uh, if you subscribe to the Petrospective podcast, it's an eternal podcast is what I'm hearing. <laughs> it's going to go on for eternity, we've, right? Yeah, we've had, I mean, you know, Mike, our, our, our friend from, from South Africa who reached out in just in the first couple of episodes we'd done, he already started at that point. Like, when you get to the end, what are you going to do? And I wasn't thinking that far ahead. But his his first thing, he just he threw out White Heart. Oh, yeah. And mm. what you should do, yeah. here's the key thing that that you should do with that is recontextualize or reimagine the journey of White Heart and try and fit the ideal band members throughout the entire history of the band to particular songs throughout the history of the band. Um, um, and line up different art, different performers to different albums or songs and talk about how that might have affected that production. And I'm like, dude, at that point, you are joining this podcast. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't handle that. Um, but I will say that a, a number of our, of our listeners have, have commented that, um, and have pushed that they'd love to hear us do the Greg X Vols solo projects and um even i mean a few people were pushing at us to say hey you should include like the the elefantes yeah previous yeah. endeavors and i'm like yeah. this is just i gotta be careful said, i'm doing greg, greg hughes and and john glover you know uh, bill glover's yeah. and john the yeah, we're going to we'll, end up with everyone's um everyone's journey you. there yeah. so and i think yeah that's that's the thing it's the, the reality is you know where we're on a journey, like like you said, you could be doing it forever. We're going to be in, we're going to be in eternity together, um, living in heaven with with the Father, and with with each other, and with all these these artists that we've 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 come to know and love. And 
whether we whether we get to a podcast of it, whether we just spend time in eternity, in the end, it's it's um, we, we're just we're just loving this journey and and enjoying it. I think it's uh, we, we've mentioned Why Heart there. We mentioned Newsboys down here in Australia. Unfortunately, and I've shared on our journey due to the fact that most Christian music is over in America. There was a long time where very few artists were ever able to tour Australia after about 1989. Uh, Petra was one of yeah. the last I've shared on our on our last podcast. Petra toured Australia, and not long after Petra toured Australia with the On Fire tour, the the promote the, the organisation, the promoter who was bringing Christian music, Christian artists to Australia, his company went broke in um, in a recession down here in Australia, and it's actually the father of Rebecca St James. Um, they ended up moving to America, but. There was a long time where we didn't get Christian artists touring, and um, there was the, there's only been a few. There was only a little spot since he had Petra tour in 1989, and then in 1992, um, Hillsong down here ran a, a youth uh, festival uh, linked with Youth Alive, and they brought out White Hart and DC Talk, and I got to see them live, and then um, then we it was a few years again before a Christian. Uh, Easter, a, a group in Queensland started doing uh, Christian music festivals um, on an annual basis and only lasted mm. a few years. That's when Petra came back down, got to see them again. Uh, White Hart came down, got to see them. Um, you know, I, I, I saw, I actually saw Newsboys before they ever made it big, before they actually left Australia and went to the US. Yeah. They did a gig at my high school and I was given their first album and it was the last gig they did before they move to the United States. So, wow. um, you know, we, 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 we've had our opportunities to see bands down here, but um, unfortunately we, we never got the opportunities to the extent you guys have of, of the ongoing tours and the ongoing concerts. And, um, you know, so to be able to share these sorts of things is, is always fun. Yeah. Well, again, guys, this has been great. We want to thank you for uh, joining us and being on the show. This was definitely the personal highlight of podcasting, being able to share three episodes focused on the greatest Christian rock band of all time, and hey, I'm wild enough to say the greatest band of all time, Petra. I can say this confidently because what their music meant to me for my entire life. And now to have a podcast by Dave and Lindsay Hall from Australia focusing on nothing but the ministry of Petra, wow. This just goes to show all of us how much God can use musicians and artists to touch the lives of others. And this is what we are all about here at the Wild Man and Steve Show, connecting fans with artists, connecting all with Jesus. The Wild Man and Steve Show is now partnering with New Release Today. Find out more about them at newreleasetoday.com. And don't forget to check out our website where you can also leave us a review at wildmanandsteve.com. Thank you for listening, everybody, and we will see you next time.